Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 001 of What's Brewing. Wow. Was that a voice crack? That was a voice crack. Can I try again? Uh, Welcome to episode 001 of What's Brewing, a new coffee podcast as of right now, since you're listening to it. This is the very first episode. Hey, uh, we're happy to have you. My name is Sam of Hendy's Coffee, and let me tell you kind of why this podcast exists. So Hendy's Coffee is my own little business, my own little company, my baby. And because of that, I've been you know trying to grow that. So I've been talking to different roasters and coffee shop owners and baristas and really just lovers of coffee in general to pick their brain and just to kind of learn about the coffee industry and the coffee world as a whole. And I've had some really kind of fun conversations because of that. So the not selfish part of my brain said, hey, why don't you bring a microphone, start recording these conversations as a podcast so that other people can extract value from it because I've been learning a lot from these conversations and I believe other people could as well. So that's how What's Brewing was born and I'm excited to announce our very first guest on What's Brewing, who is Novella Coffee. They're based out of Phoenix, Arizona. It's run by Ruben and Melissa. I actually went to high school with Melissa and so we've kind of stayed friends on Facebook. And so when she and Ruben started their own little coffee adventure and I started mine, it was cool to reconnect and kind of talk about that a little bit. So this podcast is the result of me going over and talking to them for an hour about their company, Novella Coffee. And what was really kind of cool is both Ruben and Melissa have Hispanic and Mexican heritage background. So to hear how they're merging that into the future, into their vision for their coffee company was just, uh, I don't know, that was just so cool. They also, so their setup is cool too, because Ruben has his roaster in his garage. So they don't actually have a physical shop themselves. They're on that small business grind where they're calling small little boutique stores and they're getting shelf space. Last fall, they went to every single pop-up market that they could find to set up a table and sell some coffee and hand out stickers and really try to get their name out there. Look, the point is the entrepreneurial spirit between these two is remarkable and I love it. And one thing I'm gonna mention before we actually jump into the podcast, into the conversation, is that this Saturday, which is February 1st, 2020, Novella Coffee is taking over Town Coffee Bar. Town Coffee Bar, Google it, look it up. It's in Old Town Scottsdale. They're gonna be taking over from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. and they're selling their coffee and they're you know handing out bags of coffee. I don't think they're handing it out. I think you gotta buy them, but look, okay. So I bought some Don Guayo, which is their Guatemalan coffee. It's look, okay, we're gonna get into this into the podcast anyway, but I just wanted to let you guys know that this Saturday they're taking over Town Coffee Bar and it would mean a lot to them and it would mean a lot to me if you would go out and support them. So this is the longest intro ever. We're gonna jump into the podcast right about now. We have snacks, we have water. We got we snacks, water. Coffee. Coffee's on its way. Oh, cause you're trying the other one? Yeah. yeah. So, well. everyone. Cool. Okay. Uh, well, good. Uh, welcome to episode 001. Mm. I'm putting three digits because I'm, I'm pretty hopeful. I'll hit yes. um, 001 of What's Brewing. That's technically uh, the name of the podcast is What's Brewing. I, know, so I was trying cute. to think of something coffee related and I got What's Brewing. <laughs> um, so why don't you introduce yourselves to the microphone? It's a microphone. Hello, microphone. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Melissa. And I am part of Novella Coffee. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. <laughs> Ruben, I'm the owner and founder of Novella, along with Melissa. 
Yes. So what is, we'll start with the name. What is Novella Coffee? Novella Coffee. I'm going to take this one. Mm-hmm. So Novella Coffee, well, the name obviously is in Spanish. Mm-hmm. So part of the reason we I came up with that name is uh, one of the things where we want to incorporate into our craft was like our own culture, our backgrounds, where we come from. So Novella in Spanish means novel. Okay. Which is like a story or, a, you know. Yeah. A lot of people think about like the telenovelas from the Mexican channels. Those <laughs> <laughs> work too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so novel is just novella, it's just like our story. You know, you'll see some of those influences in our branding. You know, I grew up in the Sonoran Desert, so I like to incorporate a lot of those elements into you know, our brand. And um, But also, just really, not only are we telling our story you know, through novella, but we're also telling the story of the farmers who are producing the coffees. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, coffee is one of those things that is heavily consumed on a daily basis. and. You know, maybe not a lot of people really stop to think like, hey, where did this come from? How was it produced? Yeah. Things like that. So I think it's also just to raise awareness of their story, mm-hmm. the hard work that they put into it, who they are, and kind of things that they're going through. And yeah, so I think it's both their story and our story, which is a novella. Yeah. So it's, um, let's talk about how you got into coffee. We kind of talked a little bit, but it was, I like that, that story of you in college. Yeah. Will you retell that? Yeah, so... <laughs> I really like it. Back in college, I didn't have a car, so... <laughs> I got to school by walking. So there was always this uh, this cafe on the way, and one day, just I just randomly just popped in there. And, you know, back then, I was just drinking coffee because it was just one of those things that kind of kept me alive and through mm-hmm. college, you know? <laughs> through, like, a late all-nighter or something. But there was this one time that I, I, I walked by, and I had this cup of coffee. It was at Time Market there in Tucson. So it's on the street that leads up to university and it was the first time I ever really just kind of like I was walking stopped in my tracks and I was like like, wow like this is different you know it was smooth it was sweet you know it it tasted different you know it wasn't like super harsh it didn't taste like I just licked an ashtray you know like most (laughs) coffee I'm used to (laughs) right so and I was like, wow, it kind of left an impression on me. And then I think I, you know, that, the same taste, I was like, oh, you know, I'm stopped by again. And the second the second time I went, you know, I don't know if they didn't have the coffee anymore, but uh, but it didn't taste the same. So I was like, oh, man. But that really kind of yeah. was one of those things where I was like, wow, like I want to experience that again. So that was my first initial, like, way I got into, I didn't know it at the time. But that was a specialty coffee. Okay. That's what we're focusing on with our roaster. Did you ever find out what that coffee was? Honestly, I don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> to this day. I think I, I went again uh-huh. and I asked him. It might have been, I don't know if I'm dreaming or not, but. <laughs> Maybe. I think I think the name of the coffee was like Evil Circus or Evil Clown. Oh. <laughs> which was, I know, that's why I'm like, it sounds kind of weird. Are you afraid of clowns? And then, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. But, I mean, that was weird. I don't know if that's actually true or not, but I just remember going back to the shop and be like, hey, you guys had that one coffee, I think, the yeah. barista called it, like, Evil Clown or something. Huh. And they're like, no, I don't know what you're talking about, so. Oh, my God. You definitely dreamt it then. Yeah, I, I might have dreamt it. That's it tough, nightmare. though. That's... You'll never have you'll, you'll never know. Speaking of which, I think the, our Guatemala is ready. Guatemala. Yes. So how'd you get roped into this, then? <laughs> how did I get tied into all this? Yeah. Um, wow. Like, what's your coffee history? Yeah, 
It's funny because my mom started giving me like, I started drinking coffee when I was like 10. Like it was just part of my, my like daily routine. Like I would drink it with my mom because she would always drink it. Right. Um, and it was like Folgers, okay. K-Cup, like, I don't know. But mm-hmm. it was like, from my mom and I like, we got really close through that because it was like in those mornings where it was just her and I drinking coffee. Uh, she started taking me to like Starbucks because like my brother would go to school before me. Like this is like in high school. Yeah. Now we're going to high, or no, yeah, now it's still high school. My brother was like a little younger than me, so his school started sooner. So we would drop him off, and then we would have like an hour. We're like, oh, what should we go do? Oh. Let's go grab coffee. You know, so yeah. I don't know. We just. It became more of like an experience, like a time to like spend with people, hmm. and like it just has good. I have good memories around it, um, and then yeah, obviously coffee in college is more of like a need rather than like you're like That's take true. whatever you can get That's a good <laughs> uh, to keep you up for those like late nights. But um, yeah, I, I think Ruben really introduced me a lot more to it, uh, and we kind of got more into it. Um, as we, because we dated in college too, so that's where we met. Mm-hmm. So we got fun fact. Fun. Yeah. Our first date was in uh, Prestad Coffee in Tucson. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. But back then it was called Stella Java, I believe. And then the rest is history. The rest yeah. is history and coffee shops, mm-hmm. just all dates and coffee shops and yeah, studying coffee shops and we when we were dating we were like oh we should make a a, a coffee shop because. Uh, all the coffee shops we visited in Tucson, like uh-huh. we thought we could make the best one. Like huh. I knew how many outlets there needed to be, like <laughs> what type of lighting we should do, like, chalkboard with exactly, the beans yeah. that one. and like I don't know. Uh-huh. I, I just thought it would. We always wanted to. We even had like a name for it. Um, but was it novella? Yeah. No, it wasn't it was novella. But it was like Spanish inspired. But oh, yeah, okay. we always had that kind of back burners and mm-hmm. no. But I guess once we started our jobs up here, we moved to Phoenix. Started we got a taste adulting. of the corporate life. Yep. And we we're like, you know what? I don't want to do this long term. So. Yeah. Smart. So, sidebar: Guatemala. You want to tell us about it? Because it's good. Yeah. So, this Guatemala was a. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called. Eddie, it was from a producer named Eddie Gomez. Okay. In Digua, Guatemala. And the producer, the farm lot name or producing, or or I think he goes by Don Guayo. That's huh. how we sell it as. Um, so this coffee was bought, it's a directly traded coffee or directly sourced coffee. Okay. Um, not from us, but uh, right. St. Frank up in uh, San Francisco. Okay. And uh, provision here locally. Yes. They, right, right, right. they bought all their production from last year. So this is like their fresh crop. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, provision was nice enough to, to buy, let us buy. Because one of the things with being a, a new roaster <coughs> or a small roaster is yeah. buying like access, accessible coffees because mm-hmm. you know not only do you have to like buy in large quantities for the shipping to make sense or even uh, like legit the, just the logistics behind it shipping costs warehousing a lot of that stuff as a small roaster is hard to get a buy with and most of the time you're buying like smaller bags which you know cost more cost more yeah also so where would you where would you get small because like I know at the shop I'm at we buy every five, six months, like 15,000 pounds. Yeah. But we have like a storage unit and we go through that. So it makes sense for us yeah. because we're such a large roaster. But I mean, 
I don't know where 15,000 pounds could fit in here. I know. <laughs> it's currently in my office. Stacked up. So. It's our second We didn't office. even buy furniture for the office. They just sit on the bags. <laughs> There's so much coffee. <laughs> um, so where do you, so where would you, get, where does like a small roaster get beans? Like green beans. Yeah, so we, when, when I first started, I, I started off with a Beanmore roaster that came with its own, uh, I think I bought it from Sweet Maria's. And I know Sweet Maria's, they're yeah, great. And he gave me like a five pound sampler bag or something like that. Um, but, you know, I would get from Sweet Maria's in smaller quantities. Um, Sweet Maria's also has like a sister website, or I don't know what it's called, it's called Coffee Shrub. Okay. Where, where you can buy like, I think 50 pound bags or 65 pound bags. Okay. Just one bag at a time, which yeah. is really hard to do because it's, you know, they'll ship it to your house. Yeah. A lot of times it's free shipping. And also Bodega, Bodega Coffee, which is like a, an offshoot of Cafe Imports. So Bodega Coffee is, is 50 pound bags. So yeah. I believe it's free shipping. Um, so that's where we bought our coffees from. The Sweet Maria's, Bodega. Mm -hmm. But the only thing with those coffees is that if you really like one, yeah. well, first of all, you have to order a sample. You have to pay for the sample, which is of course. fair. Yeah. But um, sometimes I ran into the issue where once I got that coffee in the mail and mm -hmm. I sample roasted and, pro and see if I liked it, I was like, oh man, I really like this. Yeah. I checked the website, it's gone. So. <laughs> oh. And so that was like, how big is the sample? What do they send you? I believe it's like a pound. So that you could do in your little... Yeah, I use the... That's what your sample roaster is. Pound the coffee, but a lot of times, let's say, but if you do buy a 50 pound bag mm -hmm. and people love it, you know, a couple of weeks later that coffee may not be there. So that's right. That's that's kind of the nature of buying the small bags. They're kind of inconsistent. They're kind of hard to get by yeah. to or they, they're not, they don't really last long. So that's right. You can't really create a signature blend or a signature, have a single long origin long, yeah. long term because... How do you fight? Because that's, I mean... Our top seller at the shops, you're a chef, Ethiopian. Mm -hmm. um, and we buy, I mean, we buy like, I don't know, 3,000 pounds every six months. And we always buy from the same place, but of course, as a shop, we can afford to do that. How do you fight that? Because, like, I mean, we got a customer base that comes in for our Yurga Chef yeah. as a small roaster. I mean, how do you grow without keeping, like, the consistent? I mean, I know it's possible. You guys are doing it. I'm just. If I ever get my own little roaster, I kind of want to know the secrets. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're quite there yet, yeah. but our latest big purchase was, and this is big for us, mm -hmm. especially kind of where we're at in our business. Um, we bought four uh, four bags of uh, Chapo's coffee. That was on the Instagram, wasn't it? For yeah. how much is each bag? I think it's like 150 pounds each bag. So well, it was like 600 yeah. pounds of coffee. So we'll have that for a while. Yeah. So we don't have couches in our office. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what, but yeah, no, I saw that that was, um, I saw that on the Instagram because that yeah. was on the pallet that yeah. you guys got. So we had to go yeah. to a warehouse so, and pick it up. And, but we also consolidated another coffee into there from Oaxaca. Right, I saw that. Yeah, okay. so that, we got five bags total. Um, so right now we, we have the single origin Chiapas mm -hmm. and one bag of Oaxaca. But Oaxaca okay. is a little bit more pricier, so. <laughs> so where, where are you guys now? Like what's, or I guess when, did, so when did you guys like officially start and kick off? It was earlier, I guess now we're in January, earlier last year, right? Yeah. Okay. So we, we purchased our roaster, I believe in October of 2018. 
From Mill City, right? From Mill City. Okay. It took got to ship it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Minnesota and it got shipped over to Arizona for, right. for us. So, so yeah, how long we, does it take from October well, to get here? Yeah, so they they have like scheduled ship like um contain like because it comes through a container and they have a schedule. Um and we didn't get ours until March, so we officially started in March twenty nineteen. Okay. Right, right, so right. so we've only been doing this for less than a year. Mm-hmm. Um and we'll, but planning for like while we were waiting for it. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing all the kind of like the backing stuff of the LLC. Right. Just kind of doing our research as far as um, like what we'll need to have, and mm-hmm. um, so part of that, a lot of that was I mean officially you could say 2018, but you yeah, know, we didn't get the roaster and actually start selling coffee till the spring till of 2019. Right. So from there on, it's just mainly you know it was a new machine for me. I never roasted out of a, a commercial drum machine, mm-hmm. drum roaster. I had like I said I had, before I had the B more, but in between then I was roasting up little my little Quest right. roaster, just like a, a super tiny <laughs> electric baby roaster. roaster. But um, but yeah, but a lot of it was just like you know learning a lot, and um, you know one of my good buddies, as I mentioned earlier, Jonathan Ortiz. Um, shout out to him, you know head roaster of Provision. We just got promoted to head roaster, which hey, yeah, oh, Jonathan. Yeah, we'll, we'll be celebrating soon. Let's give him a cake. Yeah. <laughs> Invite me yes. over. I want to meet But him. he's yes. been super helpful. <laughs> like, he, you know, mm-hmm. I consider him my brother, and, like, he, he's super patient with me. Sometimes he'll kind of nerd out and go on the deep end of things, and I'm just kind of, like, nodding my head. Like, okay. The details. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Those are important. Yeah. Because yeah. we were talking earlier <laughs> about this. I've roast, only roasted one machine. Mm-hmm. Mm. So in my head, I'm like, and I've been doing it for, like, three, three and a half years, so I'm like... I know everything about roasting, but then I come here and Ruben's telling me about like, well, here's all this manual stuff, and I'm thinking, oh no, because like my roaster does all that probably yeah. automatically on the inside, wow. and so I'm, you know, there's just so much of roasting that I need to learn if I want to get my own. For sure. Yeah. And or you could just take a risk and just buy it. Yeah. And then just kind of figure That's it out. That's kind of what Ruben did. <laughs> Basically, you win. And I'm, I've had to do that because I really want it. And it's, yeah, no, because there's so many different yeah, factors. There is. The only way that, like, I mean, I test my quality. We have a little light spectrometer at the shop. So we bounce, I think it's ultraviolet light. It's one of Craig's things that he invented. So, um, hmm. <laughs> it's interesting. That's amazing. And so it's called an Agtron machine. Hmm. I've got a ser- I have in, like, our. I've seen those before, but I never heard of anyone building one of those. Mm-hmm. We have a serial number of, like, one of the ones for, like, our temperature gauges that's in the roaster. Um, our old one, the serial number is like 0001A, like <laughs> one that he, wow. but so I do that and I, I kind of measure the, the darkness of the bean because we like to do a medium rest shop and then I'll cup it like two days later and that's it. I guess I, I still, oh, I can't get over the handle yeah. where you can test it. Yeah. So is that just to yeah. kind of get like a, a glance at it? Smell, sight. The trier? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just you just see the progression of the roast, like okay. um, the green to yellow transition. Mm-hmm. You know, it also tells you about airflow. Too. Well, the smells too, you, you know, you, you use sight and smell. Right. You know, you can pull out, take a sniff, and see where you are in the roast. Well, the airflow, he can control the airflow on here. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that was a thing that could be controllable. I just kind of, it's just on There's so much. Yeah, stuff and honestly, just roast the that's kind of like the thing with, with yeah. it's kind of hard too, because like I have so much control of the machine rather than the machine itself being built a certain way to right. take care of that. Where it's kind of like I didn't know how to drive before, and you just give me like. You know, here's a car. Here's, here's a Ferrari. Here's a Ferrari. Like, figure it out. <laughs> and don't crash. A Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> or a, or a plane. Like, all right, well, here you go. Yeah. No, <laughs> and I think that's, and we were talking, I think this 
get, makes you like such a better roaster. Then mm-hmm. like I mean I know roasting on my machine, but if I get get my own, I don't know anything. Yeah. Um, but this teaches you like it's more manual, so mm-hmm. you get to actually learn about the and then like oh the computer where you can like track the I do everything on paper. Oh my god. The, the roaster itself is like what twenty five years old. Oh yeah. And so there is no like plug into a yeah. USB or anything. Mm-hmm. So in terms of like from the green to yellow to like I've never tracked that in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean I look at it right. and see it and that's like okay now it's kind of turning right. around. Time yeah. to take it out. A lot of it's you know we have our our algorithm set mm-hmm. where I know based off of time temperature. Yeah. Um, where it's at in the roast, yeah. and then also with my own expertise, the first crack, second crack, I can do a little bit of smell. There was like a month where like, cause we've got like our chimney going out to the roof, hmm. we're like right during the first crack and all the smoke would go up. Yeah. I'd like walk outside and like take a whiff to like see if I could learn that Oh way. my gosh. Couldn't figure it out. No. I did that for a month and I was like, <laughs> along with like hard sauce So I'd have to come in and start oh, the drum. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can always just drill a hole into this or make your own. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Just have smoke coming. There was, there, I mean, there's been one or two times. So, oh, so I was trying to think of earlier how we were talking about how I've never had to deal with a fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I have to have had to deal with is sometimes I don't turn on the airflow mm-hmm. because so this is so cool how it's got its own motor with the air. Yeah. Ours has like, it's connected to the air because it's a building or whatever. Um, air, the air conditioning unit comes in and turns that on. Uh, there's been times where I've got my headphones in mm. because like people will want to come, you know, you got this big 20 pound roaster. Yeah, they want to watch. They want to ask and questions ask. and I love doing that. But. But I also kind of have to focus. Right. So there's sometimes where when I have my headphones in, I'll turn on, I've got two buttons, one for the airflow and the one for the scoop. And I'll like, now I push them both at the same time, but there's like there was when I first started, I would just do one and then the other, and there was a couple times where I like didn't hit the airflow properly, oh, no. and so I saw the drum going, but I'm like, all right, time to drop my beans, and I like no. drop it, and it's just, <laughs> oh, <laughs> just no. smoke everywhere, and it's and it's not like because it's a medium roast, so it's not like heavy like, For sure. gonna, but yeah, it's but just, still. and the worst is I think there was one time. One of our regulars was like driving by at night because I'll do like midnight roasts. Oh, nice. Um, and they like kind of saw it. I did that one time. It's just all of a sudden, oh, shops filled with smoke. And I'm like, oh no, I open up the window <laughs> or the door. I'm like, Jeez. try to get some of our menus or lunch menus. I'm like, waving oh, it out. Oh, it's That's just. Awesome. Oh, it's That's fun. how you learn, though, honestly. Like, well, yeah. you mess it up and yeah. then you never do it again. It's hopefully. like you burn your cake, you know, or your cooking. Mm. Yeah, I do a lot of cooking. Yeah. Um, I feel like if you are in like a coffee shop, you're operating like a business out of a coffee shop and like, I guess that it makes sense to have everything automatic because for efficiency, like you can't lose those beans. Otherwise you like don't have coffee that day, you know? So yeah. And that's why, so it makes sense for for a while. I mean, so we've always kind of had one to two roasters. Um, Nick, who's our current manager taught me how to roast and so we kind of switch off with our wholesale accounts and also with the shop, but then he bumped up to manager and he was taking on responsibility. So I was doing all the roast, which is how I got into midnight roasting, mm-hmm. which was tough. Cause like, I'm like pulling, you know, 20 hour days and it's like 2 AM and I'm roasting and there's like beans talking to me. And oh my God. Crazy. I'm like, I <laughs> like really what is happening? Oh no, I'm um, in the shop. But yeah, and it's, but that's kind of the thing is we go through, to give you an idea, we, like, we have like barrels that we drop it in, and they're about, they could probably hold about, you know, 20 pounds or so, because wow. we do about yeah. 20 pounds. Um, we go through a barrel of espresso a day. 
And so that's kind of how I base my roast. So like yesterday I went to the shop. Luckily Frankie, who's I've trained to roast, he's roasting today. Mm-hmm. But I went in and I saw that we had like three barrels of espresso left. And so I'm like, okay, so that'll probably be Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday we're going to be, like Monday night we're going to be out. So we need to roast by Monday. Yeah, you can so. like do that because you're... Mm-hmm. So yeah, we just kind of need that. And there's been a couple times like Yurga Chef's our top seller, mm-hmm. that oh, Ethiopian. Yeah. We're out of Yurga Chef, people get mad. Because that's something that we really? always have out. Like, so we have varietals that we like rotate through like uh, Guatemala or yeah. Chiapas or, you know, Sumatra or something like that. But then we have our four that we always have on stock for beans, which is our espresso blend, our decaf blend, um, Yurga Chef and Sadama, which is another Ethiopian. That's what we always have out. So there's sometimes where like we don't have that. Yeah. Or there's like one or two times where like I just haven't been able to get in the shop. Oh, people get mad. Yeah. Like, where's my Yurga Chef? Right. Mm-hmm. Wait till tomorrow. Well, that's cool. Huh. You have returning customers. And- yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that's like a lot of the big times, like as a business owner, like that's a goal. Like, you don't have a business until you have a customer. Yeah. Well, we were talking earlier. I'd say eighty percent of our customers are like regulars, yeah, which is nice. Awesome. So you guys are doing pop up shops, right? Yeah. So, how does that work? Like, did you? From like the beginning, did you have to start calling people and say, hi, we're Novella Coffee? Do you like, was there a, we'll give you free coffee? Or is it like, how do you get your, how do you get out there? For the, the pop-up, our very first pop-up, because mm-hmm. um, I guess the first few months of, of our business was mainly focused on kind of running it, you know, kind of right. t- trial and error, roasting, <laughs> and you know, oh man, this, this is terrible, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Just kind of the learning phase and just kind of getting things aligned. But, and it, also in the summer, you know, it, it's kind of like, so <laughs> it's dead hot. here. Yeah. yeah. No one, it's dead here. Perfect time to practice making coffee because nobody, like, yeah. is expecting coffee. So I guess, because you, when did your roast came in March? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. March. So I'll give you a couple months and then you had the summer to perfect mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So by the time yeah. October hit, you guys are... I wouldn't say perfected, <laughs> but we're still working on it. But... <laughs> I think uh, we heard of a, a new farmer, like a new concept farmers in, market, indoor, indoor flea, indoor indoor flea, flea market. market. Like it, it's like a new concept in Old Town Scottsdale. Oh, okay. Where it's like an indoor farmer mm-hmm. flea market. It doesn't have produce, but right. Um, now is that your Saturdays? That was our Saturdays okay. for like two months, right. October and right. every day in October and every day in November, or well Saturday. Yeah. We were in that that little like mm-hmm. space there doing a pop up and like meeting people Man, selling our coffee yeah. and like I was brewing like we were both brewing it and send, giving samples and like that was really cool because we could see people's reactions immediate reactions to the coffee like what do they think yeah. a lot of them were like tourists because like you know it's yeah. Old Town Scottsdale um, maybe like older people who just want like a decaf which we did not have you yeah. know like we don't roast decaf do you have a decaf yet. now? Or no, no. I, I don't think we're gonna that's fine too that right. Um, it's like it's too hard to it's source. Like buying a guard dog with no teeth or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah. So as yeah. So that was a new indoor flea market. So it used to be inside yeah. of this old cowboy western storm called Staples, mm-hmm. which I, I believe they may have reduced their yeah their okay. shops. And it's this new indoor like a uh, flea oh, market called the Mercantile. Yeah, and they were just accepting applications and um, okay. some people from our church like they 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 have their own business too. Yeah, and they got accepted, and that's how we found out about it because they posted on social media. So I was like, you know, let's try this. Like, see what we, you know. Yeah. October once the winter starts, I'm sorry, once the weather starts to cool down here and we get a lot of tourists, you know, it'd be good, a good opportunity for us to get our name out there. Yeah. So we reached out to them and yeah, they, they said, 
we got the uh, we got accepted. So we we scheduled like about one every Saturday for like two months, which is kind of brutal. When yeah, it was a lot looking back. Full time job. Did we yeah, both of us during the week, but it was good. It really it was a way to kind of get out there, you know, our brand, you know, our name. To people's feedback, like immediate feedback, like oh, yeah. I like your logo, I like your packaging, like oh, cool, like that's yeah. like resonating with people or like people asking about our, our story, like it helped us kind of figure out okay what is our like we know our story but we've never like had had to share it with someone we you didn't never know had to, like, write it up yeah like, so speak it out exactly yeah speak into the universe so and um so that was cool so yeah i guess like we that was really good for us because we got out in the community mm-hmm. and we met other like small business yeah. owners like that was a big part of it yeah. like connections like networking like other people who like sell mugs with like prints on them you know like mm. they are hustler you know like yeah. they're hustling doing their own side hustle so we got to meet like a bunch of side hustlers cool, pretty much like you get to so. be around other like-minded people who are also like pursuing their dreams and kind of starting their own thing and kind of mutually supporting each other because you're all going through the same thing like right you know at the end of the day you're like hey so how are sales today you're like ah they're okay (laughs) not so good and yeah we get that it was a good community so you know whoever's listening to this if you get a chance check out the merchantile Mm -hmm. a lot a lot of local vendors are there uh selling their goods so what, that was one of our New Year's resolutions too. Just shop local and be more just conscious of, you know, because one of the reasons we do specialty coffee is because a lot of the impact you have on at the producer level, mm-hmm. you know, and um, you know, because we really believe that paying a fair price to the farmers and you know ethical buying practices. So I think one of the things that if we're doing that with coffee, you know, we should at least try doing that in other areas too. So we we decided just to buy more local goods, you know, support local people. So what's, do you have anything in the immediate future? Like, are there any markets going on right now? I mean, it's winter time, I assume so, but it's also probably really hard to get in it because it's, yeah, a lot of people have to apply for markets like that, but we figured out that pop-ups every Saturday were tough so we, like we did what worked for us like we're not doing them anymore but right. we have a shelf space because uh-huh. we had like some returning customers so you can go in and still buy the coffee we're just not there just not, you know what okay. I mean? so we ended up doing that and like it's not just available Saturdays you can get yeah. it any day of the week so like mm-hmm. okay. um, that obviously, obviously comes with a, like a small price obviously uh-huh. for but like I mean that's what we're doing now we just created a recent blend so that's kind of cool and like hey. right now I know what, what should we talk? Oh, it's already on Instagram. It's called the Bandera Blend. Bandera Blend. And we can talk about that now or after we kind of talk about the yeah. pop Well, I don't want to give away your secrets. Our secret our no secret secrets. recipe. There's no secret. It's on Instagram now. No secret. But we were like spending a long time kind of figuring it out. Well, let's finish up our thought on the, the pop-up shops because I think that's, I think that brings a lot of value to anyone that's listening that's like yeah. either starting a business or specifically coffee. Like, selfishly, I'm going to be going back and listening to this because like, yeah. <laughs> Stealing your secret. So, yeah, still a secret. <laughs> There's no secret. So, uh, <laughs> it's hard work, our next big pop-up event is yeah. gonna be. Oh, I don't know if you've seen it. Um, I don't know if you call them Town Coffee Bar. It's a cafe. I thought you guys were taking that over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for so takeover for the day. Not permanently, but just for, right. for a weekend on February first, which I believe is a Saturday, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're gonna take over the the bar there. I didn't see that. I saw you. It so, was you guys posted on your story, and then also I think you have a posted. Yeah. Yep. That's so, super cool. So, how does that work? Yeah. So basically, that's uh, instead of the our church building where we attend. Uh-huh. But they have a really nice cafe in there. So, so pretty. You know, you, so nice. 
you know, they have a La Marzocco, mm-hmm. you know, espresso machine. Like the dream, there. like any coffee nerd's dream. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a, yeah, the, a nice grinder. Uh, <laughs> it's a nice, it's a nice cafe, but you know, it's also where we had our start. And you know, when I first started, yeah, maybe my batches weren't the greatest, but Town Coffee Bar was like, hey man, we're here to support you. And I like that. So that was kind of like good. our first mm-hmm. wholesale account, our, our um, mm-hmm. Town Coffee Bar, and and uh, so yeah, they're allowing us to take over the because right now they're only open. Uh, on Sundays, Sundays. they allowed us to take over for a weekend and kind of bring more awareness to them because they're also a cafe apart from the church itself so it's a separate cafe that's in it Um, right but also kind of bring them awareness bring our uh, like novella awareness but also just because you know a lot of people who came up to our pop-ups like we had our you know our little brewer machine but Uh you know but hey like Maybe someone wants to try our espresso, our coffee tastes as espresso. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be making milk based drinks there, um, possibly cold brew. Thinking of a menu right now. Thinking of a more specialty drinks. Oh, it's so, going to be cool. Yeah. There so we're, we're working on that right now. So it's going to be February 1st. And uh, if you want to come meet us, we'll be there. I think I'm here. Yay. I think. Put it in your calendar. I'm <laughs> Put it in my calendar. Now. It's from 8 to 2. <laughs> okay. We'll be there. All, like I mean, obviously, you don't have to stay the whole time. Yeah, like some go in. Yeah, <laughs> be there early. There's, there's gonna be a line. I'm just kidding. <laughs> go inside. Yeah, I'll be doing autographs. Three hours. <laughs> Cafe Tosada and Sonara. Uh huh. Coffee bar. Yeah. God, that's cool. So. All right, Saturday Tudo. I'm going to put that in my account. I don't think I have anything planned for that day. So yeah, just yeah, it's in two weeks. Drink coffee. Mm-hmm. It's coming up. It's the day before Groundhog Day. Yeah, it's very important. <laughs> That's why we did it. <laughs> Celebrate <laughs> the groundhogs. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I think groundhog in Spanish is topo, right? Gopher in Spanish Gopher. is topo. Our dog's name's Topo. Oh, is it? <laughs> Where's we the connection there? Uh-huh. Did it for him. We actually do our whole business for our dog. Good. Yeah, I mean that's why I do everything for Mocha, my dog. So. Yeah. Oh, your dog's name is Mocha. Her name's I saw Mocha. That. That's cute. When but. I have a kid, their name will be Cappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> when we were thinking about getting a dog, to side note, we were like at the pound like almost every weekend trying to find a dog, oh. and like we were gonna name our dog Frappuccino. <laughs> Or Frappuccino. Frappi, Puppuccino. We we're going to like yeah. name after, after coffee, but so I get that. But only idiots do that. Yeah, right? <laughs> Who would actually do that? <laughs> That's the thing. I was thinking if I have a, a kid, I could make their middle name Cappuccino and then just like as a nickname call him Cap. Oh, yeah. And people might be like, oh, it's short for Captain. And they're yeah. like, ah, they're uh-huh. first uh-huh. Joke's on you. It's going to be real awkward if I get out of the coffee business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's still cappuccino. You'll never be out of the coffee business. You're already in. I'm already in. You already sold your soul. That's exciting. That pop-up shop. Yeah. So, How do you prepare for that? Like, is there... I mean, I, I, I would just like roast a whole bunch and then just be like, I think we'll... Like, if we sell out, I'll be happy, but... Right. Yeah, I would rather have more, more, but it's hard to say. Um, meeting with uh, you know John mm-hmm. uh, that I mentioned is gonna be helping out because okay. I I have no barista skills, but I'll be there. Yeah, you I can do pull have barista skills. You do basic barista skills. We, as do I. I do when I do a latte. I mainly do onion art because that's more of my force <laughs> of onions. Layered circles. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, he's gonna be helping out. But today, you know, later on today, we're gonna be doing some uh, research and development. research and development. <laughs> Fancy word for we're just gonna yeah try out different things. So, huh? Uh, practice. Yeah. So we're just like thinking about signature drinks. <laughs> um, like going back to the whole novella thing. Yeah. You know, we, I guess, like in the in the industry, 
um, I guess there's uh, not enough or not enough or very little representation of minorities. Yeah. Um, maybe even from like, uh, Hispanics. So I think it's kind of cool that we're kind of going into an industry that you know that's not a huge majority, and then we can kind of incorporate our own culture into our craft. So that's one of our goals. So we're, we're thinking about making some drinks that are, you know, maybe some of our childhood. Yeah. Things that Memories. we're yeah, drinking as a child, you know, things mm-hmm. that were, are, are familiar to us from home. Yeah. To kind of incorporate into this, like, this third wave specialty coffee thing and kind of blend those two together. I love that. I'm just like, I'm white, it's so I don't really have any history. <laughs> like, so I can just, I'm envious from a bar because I'm like, like my hair is just history. Scottish. What am I going to do? Like, make a make Scottish, an Irish like, really cream. Like Irish, like. It's like a potato. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's. I think that's just. It's it's niche. It's small. I mean, it's. You're not trying to shotgun a whole. You know, you're. Yeah. You're focused, and I think I think a lot of people are scared to do that because mm-hmm. you know there's well, there's not a profit margin with this or yeah. how am I supposed to grow? I think it's. We're not too- gonna have like a vanilla latte. Like we're gonna have something right. a little different, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll I think see. Yeah, I think too many people are. <laughs> You know, maybe just getting ingredients from Mexico, like uh, right. Mexican chocolate to make a mocha with, or... Where could you get that? Would you go down to Albadonas or, or Nogales, or...? Um, we, we we just went, this is like two weekends ago, uh-huh. and we got some. Oh, okay. And then we're also... We're, yeah, we're partnering with other, like... Uh, Chocolatiers. Chocolatiers, too. Which... Chocolatier. Is that the, no, like, it's the title? Hard. I think... Um, <laughs> I'm sure it's a partnership, but we, we're buying from Chocolatier because, huh. you know, they're, they're, they're sourcing from Mexico, so yeah. we're, we're buying chocolate from them. Um, the local business in Tucson. Yeah, we were in Nogal, which is my hometown. Okay. You know? I'm from... So, you know, a lot of our branding says Sonora on it. It's Sonora, like, oh, yes. roasted in Sonora. It's like, no, it's not. You know, that's Mexico. Yeah. But actually, like, where we are right now is, like, the Sonoran Desert region. So, right. Which right. is kind of cool. Like, the reason I'm kind of in love with Sonora is because, like, a lot of my history is... My family's history is from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Sonoran Desert is both in Mexico yeah. and the U.S. Right. So, but the only thing that kind of divides it is that border wall. It's just a man-made, man-made yeah. thing. Yeah, so, wall, yeah. But it's also... I was born in Mexico, mm-hmm. raised in the U.S. You know, I come from these two different cultures. Yeah. But I'm also with my coffee bringing these two different cultures into one. And that's kind of like Sonora, the Sonoran Desert, there's just two different parts of that. It's the same desert, but it's in two different uh, locations. That was Mexico and the U.S. So that's kind of like the the main reason like we kind of went with that Sonoran Desert vibe because it's kind of representative of us. Her family's from uh, Mexico as well, mm-hmm. from uh, Guadalajara. Mm-hmm. Her mom's was it's not snoring desert, but yeah. <laughs> it's like wait, it's the whole line of I'm tequila. Fact check that. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> I, it's the birthplace of tequila and mariachi. Yes. So. Wow, yeah, that's. We might mix that into the coffee. I'm just kidding. Yeah. If you leave our pop up feeling a little, a little tipsy, a little happy. <laughs> Because we added some <laughs> secret ingredients. Some kidding, authentic no. tequila authentic. in your, yeah. your vanilla latte. Yeah. It'll be family friendly, so. Yeah. But. Huh. So what's the next so, step? Like, what do, you, what do you guys want to, or next step in the next 10 years? Are you in it for life? Do you want it? Are you, you know, I guess what's dream? Kind of, yeah, what's your vision? What do you want to do? I think right now I'm mainly just um, kind of, I mean, I never ran a business or anything like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Just kind of learning, 
you know, by trial and error. So right now we're just in the, we haven't been in business a year, but I guess kind of building the community, wanting to partner with us yeah. more on a consistent basis where we can, you know, roast coffee for a local place or restaurant, things like that. Yeah. Kind of lay a good foundation. We have thought about maybe opening up a shop in the future, um, our own shop, but that's just way down the line. That comes with like so many different things. Yeah. So yeah. many. So probably got to get a permit to get a hole in the roof. Oh my God. Yeah. At that point, we'll definitely need to get some more yeah. licenseship or whatever. But yeah, here I, don't I just kind of go on the roof and like put my foot through the drywall. So. <laughs> but like, we noticed that like a That's lot of. Right? <laughs> I'm a foot over. Uh, <laughs> can you Use imagine? Both feet. <laughs> Move the roaster, just make another hole. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not gonna do that. Um, so shop maybe, maybe <coughs> like ten. I mean, brick and mortars, they, they just rent, and then you gotta get the food permits, and yeah. it's just too much. Yeah, I, there's like when we lived in Tucson, there was it felt like there was so much more specialty coffee, uh-huh. and like here, there are some really great shops, but. There's, I don't think there's like enough, and I, and I, yeah. the shops, there are really good cafes and really nice spaces, but they're not really using high quality coffee. So yeah. I think that's like our market. I think mm-hmm. the sh- already existing shops that already have communities who are already serving like all the things. Yeah. Like if they wanted to up their coffee game, like that's who we'd want to like okay. partner with. And you guys are doing this while working a, like a full time job, right? Both. Like, yeah, we both work. Yeah. Time like jobs. real people, like, you're an like adult job. Like, I'm an adult, I'm adulting so hard. Yeah. I think that's I'm a big person. I think that's cool because it's like I work too, and mm. I'm like, I've never run a bit my own business either. So, like, stepping away from Village Coffee yeah. to like start Hendy's is like, I mean, I'm kind of doing it from like, you know, 7 p.m. to midnight. Right, basically. yeah. Do you feel overwhelmed? Like, is your time management. Do you feel like there's you picked it up, or are you still on kind of the high of like this is something new and it's just I'm passionate about it, so it's not really like it doesn't affect you that like where's your how do you balance that like adding that on? Um, I think um, we might have different answers to this. <laughs> I mean, one of the first things that we kind of came and I know a lot of other roasters do this is like you know all orders where we process on a specific day. So, right, right. You know, a lot of those orders coming in, they're kind of working off your schedule rather than mm-hmm. you know. Taking a shower and I get a message saying like, "All right, someone placed an order." Yeah. Like, oh crap! I gotta go roast it. Okay. Yep. <laughs> you know. So. Which, by the way, is how we do it at the. I'll get a text from our person that runs a wholesale, and we try to get a couple of days. But if they're like, they need 15 pounds and they want to pick up tomorrow. Yeah. I'm you going in at 8 p.m. You know, turn roast. on the roaster and I'm, you know. Wow. Yeah. I, I guess setting a schedule like, all right, all orders will be processed on a specific day, because right now our main. And this is just temporary, you know, because right now, because we have a full-time job, so, you know, we've been roasting on the weekends, yeah. and shipping out orders on Mondays, so, I mean, that's been really helpful, because yeah. rather than just, like, dropping everything at the moment, because somebody's yeah. on tomorrow. There's just, no way we could. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. why, I mean, that's what, that was one of the first things Lindsay suggested for the coffee box that I'm running, is she said, let's synchronize it, to, yeah. or at least the shipping day, it's not the payment, yeah. we'll do that, whatever, but to... So we ship out our box on the 1st and 15th. Mm, so like, I just got one of her family friends in New York just ordered yesterday oh, on the cool. 17th. But Dad. I'm not rushing to call yeah. one of my partners and say, 
I need you to roast 12 ounces of this. Yeah. It's like, I can wait yeah. till I... And, and also, too, like, you know, if you only get one order, uh-huh. and you, you're firing up your roaster, dropping a full batch just for 12 yeah. ounces, that... Yeah, you can it's, it's two hours of work. Yeah. yeah. So, for it, like, it's just, 16 ounces of yeah. coffee. Yeah, so it's just, it's um, like not worth you know, because that also involves costs of, like, turning the lights in here, or the gas, and... My so time. that's smart, and uh, I, him and Lindsay figured that out. I, that never crossed my <laughs> mind. I was like, when we get someone orders a box, <laughs> they're we it. It. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure as we grow and expand, yeah. Yeah. we have more, you know, coffee coming out of our ears. Like we'll be like, yeah, we have some. Let's, throw, let's go put in a mill. Yeah. But now it's like, since we're balancing work life and business, mm. you know, setting a schedule for when we roast and ship out orders has been really helpful. Yeah. Huh. Time. That's part of the time management. And I, and I mean, like, yeah, what's it is, your answer? It is overwhelming. Like, yeah. it's a lot. Like, I mean, I, but it's like a balance of both. Like, it's overwhelming, okay. but it gets, what gets you through that is like your, your passion, your dream, like what you want to do long term, like where you see yourself and like what's next year. Like, right now, we're looking forward to February 1st. Like, that's the next thing. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But then when we get there, like, okay, we could do that. And then yeah. we're going to say, okay, this is what we're going to do next. But, I don't know. I, I would say like we we have a dog, like right. we have a child, and well, he needs you, us. You have a, a life. I mean, how I do like you... to cook. I have my own food blog. Like I'm That's doing right. like my own side thing too. Like I'm yeah. very, we're like we're very, and he helps me with that. So like I would say it is a lot, but I don't think starting your own business is for the faint of heart either. Like no, God. yeah, yeah. A lot of it you have to pay out of your own pocket and. You know, it's definitely, you know, something you love. You have to definitely be all into it. little baby. You got to be willing to sacrifice time, money, you know. But, you know, so far, it's we're slowly working our way up, and it's mm. been paying off. And, uh, and we're not, you know, money's nice and all, but we're not really in it for the money. You know, it's like my goal is not just to get rich off of this, because I really do think that, you know, because one of the things that we both studied in college, so I was a communications major, she did public health, but we had like a, a minor or a second major of Latin American studies at the University of Arizona. And we talked, we learned a lot about like the, the impact of trade and trade and just like um, multinational corporations coming to a country and using up resources and you know, and just kind of like the... Economic, economic impact. Economic um, impact. Yeah. So, consumerism. And just kind of seeing like the ugly side of things. And I think with specialty coffee, we saw that you can definitely make a, a, an impact in someone else's life, you know, by, you know, for, for paying more for quality, mm-hmm. but also really supporting down to the farm level, uh, you know, paying a higher premium for coffees, you know, and... Um, you know, more sustainable practices and, you know, and just direct trade, really helping other communities because, you know, me being a Mexican-American in the United States, well, yeah, United States, but being Mexican, you know, you know, that's like from my country, you know, I'm from Mexico, you know, some of this stuff is brought from my country, so, and I'm buying coffees from Mexico and I'm just kind of, I'm slowly learning more about it, green buying. And hopefully another big goal of ours is just find the directly sourced coffee from Mexico where we can partner with someone directly. Right, the farm It's nice yeah. partner with And impact in that way, yeah. For sure. I think, yeah, and I think the key word there was sustainability. I mean, in terms of like the economics of helping, because that's my big goal, like at the end of Hendy's, like in, in 70, 80 years, mm-hmm. I want to put like ship a container homes. But like oh, coffee cool. shops in like different countries, yes. and that's like a that's like my that. sustainability aspect. Um, I love that. 
But right now I'm being selfish and like selling my own boxes or whatever. <laughs> but I mean, you need to start somewhere. So. Yeah, and so but I think that's I think there's there's it, there's a growing attention to sustainability. Yeah. I, think you, I mean, you guys caught that. Yeah. So I think that's not gonna last forever. Have you gotten any pushback? I mean, in today's political climate, is is there any pushback of like? I mean, I can't see anyone being like, no, only use American coffee because like that doesn't exist. Yes, yeah. but like. I, I think, yeah, one thing we've gotten pushback on is, like, um, why don't you have, like, organic coffees? Like, people, uh, oh, yeah. customers will come, or I shouldn't call it customers, people will come mm-hmm. and, like, say, I want organic coffee. Oh, well, like, if you knew the economics behind organic coffee. Do you know how much it costs for that label? Exactly. Yeah. Like, farmers can't afford exactly. that. Exactly. Especially the small, smaller farmers that we're working with, like, yeah. they, who we already know, like, aren't using, like, pesticides and could it. technically label it <laughs> organic. Like, yeah. Oh, I get, it's I get so, it gets on my skin with people like, I want only certified organic. I'm like, I do too. Our but... is certified organic. <laughs> I did see that. Uh, that, that's cool. that we were able to yeah. get, but like, but ninety percent of small farms, yeah, aren't using pesticides. Exactly, yeah, they don't have to. They can. The guy is, is literally on someone's like backyard or coffee plots. That is, yeah. And if so. they see it, like. I don't know what's in coffee farms like <laughs> raccoon they just throw. Yeah, <laughs> coffee raccoon. Coffee raccoon. I've never been. I took my youth group to Costa Rica. Oh, cool. And for a mission trip this past summer, and the last day was a free day, and I gave them an option uh, like zip lining and water rafting or to our coffee oh, farm. Oh, cool. You're like, a, let's do that. I was like, no, guys, like, this would be really cool. Oh like, gosh. Say, I'm just gonna you should have gone without that. <laughs> you guys will make it. <laughs> just been like, all right, you guys have fun. Like, right. Go. That's so fun. Let me go like, see this coffee. But yeah, there, I mean, yeah. it's... I say it's only pushback we received. Like, I want organic. Like, they didn't end up buying anything, obviously, because at that time, we didn't have any organic. Right. Now we do. Right. But... Yeah, but we... Yeah. Mainly, we just want to... If we can get organic... That's fine if you can. We love organic. We like organic. Yeah. It's great. And it sounds, I mean, it it sounds like your push is education anyway. Like, just. Yeah. You guys have that education, especially not just with coffee, but with your history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's and that's the thing. I I, I don't want to. If I open up my cafe, I don't want to be like, kind of like nerd out completely on coffee. Right? <laughs> Whereas, kind of to the regular consumer, right. seems unapproachable. Kind of like. Yeah. Because I remember when I first, you know, I remember Cartel was in Tucson, and I walked into their shops, and this I had no idea of specialty, and I saw them like weighing coffee beans and like yeah. like these beakers, yeah. and I was like, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, why would you do that? Like, Just give me coffee. Are you gonna me six dollars for that too? Yeah. But it's like, but now that I'm I'm in the industry, like I see, yeah, coffee to water ratio is important. Yep. How much your, you know, yeah. my <laughs> temperature biggest, is important. My biggest struggle was I never drank coffee, like, growing up mm-hmm. or anything. I, I got into it more of, like, I could probably make a business out of this. So I was selfish. I was like, yeah. I can make a lot of money. And then, like, as I grew and, like, matured, yep. I was like, no, I can use this as a sustainability aspect and, like, help people. Yeah. But because of that, my co- coffee history is all, like, diving into the deep end. Yeah. And so I've had to learn how to talk to people that yep. one aren't as passionate about coffee as I am right 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 but two like you know when I, I had a list of um, my goal for 2020 is to do 50 like educational videos oh, of just cool. like comparing a pour over versus a French press did it. Yeah. yeah and I was talking to my mentor Lisa who owns Village Coffee and going through this and she's like people don't care about that I said what do you mean like, people and she's like the average person doesn't 
want and care, but also doesn't need to know that. Mm-hmm. And so, and if I want to do it, great, because people do like learning whether or not they retain it. She right. said, you just kind of have to find a way to talk about it or yeah. teach in a way where they can learn. Because like, if we went and talked about roasting to mm-hmm. people that have never, yeah, I get people that come in, they're like, oh, I didn't know they came green. You know, oh my like, gosh, they don't yeah. even know what right, like, roasting right, right. is. There's so much lack of transparency. Mm-hmm. Like people don't know a lot about coffee, which is why it's like, oh, if I'm the average consumer, I don't, I don't care about the difference between French press and pour right. over. Like, does it taste they good? Don't. You know what I mean? I did a demonstration yesterday for a couple of people of. Uh, a pour over versus a Chemex, mm. and I just wanted to—I I made a Chemex. I made the same coffee, yeah. And I wanted them to just learn. Just see and that was the it. I didn't get into the well, you need the bloom of the pour right. French right. press four minutes, and the, it was you know, do you taste the difference? Yeah. Like, yeah, I do. And I, I said, like that's, I've I won. Like that. That's it. Yeah, that's the biggest thing because I don't get them thinking if they uh, for sure. But yeah, no, that's a. I love that. Yeah, and I like Ruben is he's the head roaster. Like I don't roast. <laughs> I watch him roast and. I like so what is your position you, you run the social media. I run the social media. I'm business admin and business, head of marketing. I love that. And, just kidding. <laughs> Director of marketing uh, and business sales relationships. So like, I don't know. No, it's, it's... I do everything except for roast. Yeah, I can't tell you how many titles I've gone through. Like, right, I'm like, what do I call myself? Lindsay runs the finances mm-hmm. for Handys. So she does that. So she's like our CFO. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I, I love that. Else, which, <laughs> you know, which is like, yeah. I don't even have. Oh, it's fun. On my to-do I like giving list, myself like, business titles. <laughs> I know. And that's like, I've done a couple of videos like on my Instagram story for Indies where I'm like, what am I? Know, hey, it's Sam, you're head of quality testing. Yeah. You know, like I'm doing a cupping right now where it's like, hey, you know, it's Sam here. I'm, you know, in the marketing department. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's why, like, when we first introduced ourselves, I'm like, I'm part of Novella Coffee. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I hate I'm doing, bad. like, you know, as much as I am, like, a You should get... Let him out. Let him run. Let him out? Yeah. I don't think so. Nah. <laughs> okay. It's going to be jumping yeah. over. As, as much as, like, I'm, like, a founder of Hendy's Coffee, there's... I feel like that title's there's, just kind of been watered down. Yeah. You what know, does that even mean? People you know? are like, oh, I'm the, it's, it's, yeah, I'm the owner. I'm the CEO of the, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to call myself a CEO until I actually can make something. Like, yeah. I'm selling t-shirts yeah. and boxes. <laughs> like, it's... So, yeah, I yeah. think, I don't know, I think, I'm, I do, like, the marketing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys know, you, everything. It's, yeah. It's, 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 it's everything. literally everything. I do everything except for roast, yeah. like I said. Yeah. What do I not do? I, that's the only yeah. thing I don't that's do. That's the only thing I don't do Because he is like so, like... <laughs> logical and yeah. I mean I'm very logical too like he's very logical, <laughs> very logical I'm just, but I'm just crazy <laughs> I'm just crazy <laughs> um he's science like roaster mm-hmm. is very like um um what do you call it individual contributor like you don't really need to work with the team like you just right. need yourself and the roaster and like to make a connection and to roast that thing yeah. you know what I mean like and you need like good. a type a like mm-hmm. and, which is crazy that I roast because I'm nowhere close to like type a math like was never good at math like still not good at math yeah. which is why, which is why she does because I don't want to do it. so like I, I mean I took a couple of accounting classes like I could do everything right 
but I don't want you'd to. be really slow at it because you don't like it yeah. and you're not good at it. So, I mean, and <laughs> so when I started out, for example, web design, you know, I didn't have any money to like, hire a web designer or anything like that. So I took class at like SEC, I oh, went on Skillshare, I learned how to create a website. Yeah. Uh, I talked I to my that. buddy Alex who like creates websites and he's done some for coffee shops. Oh, so cool. I was like, oh, that's, um, but like, Web designer is not how this brain works. Right. Like coding, oh my god! And yes. I still, oh, but I know yeah. how to do it. So that's yeah. That's like what I'm most excited about when I like start making like some real revenue. Yeah. I can just hire people. To do exactly. To. Yeah. But now you just gotta do everything. Yeah. Like I created the, our website too, and I like I'm not I'm yeah. not 100 satisfied with it. But I mean. Yeah. I don't know. We got one. We have one. Yeah, it like, exists. That's like, that's, that was Lindsay was like. You know, get this because I had it up for like months, or I had it like ready, but mm-hmm. I kept like tweaking this. Or, like, yeah, it's it. never gonna be perfect. Like, just just put it up. Watch it. I, was, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I know. It doesn't look good. And she's I like, know. you're not a web designer. It's not supposed to look good. Right. Fine. All right. So, uh, what's what's the hardest thing about starting a business, in your opinion? Honestly, I think it's really you deal with a lot of self doubt. You know, I think it's like, man, like, what are you gonna think? You know, yeah. like. Like, did I do this right, or am I really supposed to do that? I guess you, one thing you're gonna run into a lot is just like, you know, self doubt and you know, lack of confidence. And I think, but really, I think one thing is really important is just being confident in yourself and your product. And a lot of times, people just support you because they want to support you. Yeah. So, you know. You know, and it's just like, I guess not being so hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, but also be willing to take risks. You know, and just uh, putting yourself out there too. Cause I'm, you know, at first I'm kind of like introverted, you know, I'm kind of, yeah. but it was really hard for me at Pop-Ups to be like, hello, you know? <laughs> like call coffee. a Pop-Up shop and be like, I want to sell, you know? Yeah. So, or just even like the idea of like selling to someone. Definitely to have like confidence in yourself, willing, be willing to take the risks, you know? And, but also just really surround yourself by people who are like-minded or mm-hmm. people who, you know, support you and and be willing to ask for help. Honestly, you know, <laughs> that's I. It's my biggest struggle. I don't like asking for help. Yeah, yeah. which is probably why I won't grow as fast as I do. <laughs> but what's yeah. the hardest thing for you? Do you think what, what's the hardest thing to starting a business? Yeah, um, yeah. I was. I would echo everything he's saying mm-hmm. too. I think comparison to like other kind of just like talking about the website right now like I'm thinking like you're trying you're comparing your website to like the provisions or the cartel you know like the bigger so I think that's probably the hardest part like you want everything to be a certain way and I think that in itself causes doubt that in itself causes like inability to take risks but when you're like okay this is my own thing I I don't I want to be true to myself and authentic, and I'm just going to create something that I think just makes. Yeah, and you know, really, you know, provision has one been one of the shops that have been really helpful to us. Yeah. You know, just shout out to Lawrence if you ever hear this. <laughs> you know, he, he he was really helpful with us. Like he sold us, you know, some of our equipment. Yeah. A lot of us buy some green coffee that was pretty like exclusive, you know, and big shops own and mm-hmm. just being willing to like allow us to, to help us because, you know, going back to the whole logistics and price and buying large quantities, it's hard for a small roaster. But, you know, they've been really helpful with us with our growth. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan has been really helpful and, you know, and they, they're really going all, all out of their way to be, to support us and yeah. things like that. 
but it's cool because like that's part of the kind of like the industry itself like we support each other yeah have each other's backs yeah that's how it should um, be so and one thing i really do appreciate our provision too is that if you kind of scroll far, far enough into uh their instagram yeah like you kind of start get a glimpse of what they how they started their business i don't know if they maybe updated it or anything i haven't yeah. looked at it recently but you see like guys in couches like yeah like it's know, a progression yeah mm-hmm. progression you see, like, like where they their logo and like maybe like the equipment they used to roast in uh-huh. and just kind of saying like rather than just right now we're uh we're kind of like oh man i really want to be at this level but seeing those who are at the current level they didn't start that's right like perfect that, yeah everyone know? had to start with nothing nothing yeah. like, so 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 yeah i think just kind of going back to the whole surrounding yourself by people who are also at the beginning stages of their their journeys and their businesses like you like mm-hmm. you know i'm sure you know we can help each other in some way you know and like um you know but it'd be kind of cool to see down the line like where we like end up you know just kind mm-hmm. of yeah look back at back as like like hey remember when we you were roasting out of your garage <laughs> <laughs> yeah had an old antique mexican furniture <laughs> Well, I, like I, I like chair, that. I like this it. This is a cool chair. They're yeah. cool. They're very comfortable, too. <laughs> but, so. Yeah, like when I have my 100th episode and I have you guys back on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'd like cool to be to your 100th, place. Thank you. Let's just show up. Yeah. I can make do it. Yeah, you know, you I'll make do it. I don't even care if like zero people watch it if yeah. I 100. You could totally I enjoy do it. it. And that's kind of selfishly why I'm doing this podcast is to surround myself with people in the coffee world. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that's important. To yeah. Just be on people's radars, but also just to learn. Like, Mm -hmm. hell, if I bought that without talking to you first, or, you know, like, oh, I'd be burning beans and stuff on fires. So, like, when I'm going to start calling you over, I'm going to stay at my house for like a week. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just going to do a little camp, roasting camp at your house. That's true. A little retreat. Yeah. I love it. Well, good. Is there um, anything else you guys want to end on? Any final words to the coffee world? Everybody that's why everybody that's listening. The whole audience. Um, the whole audience. Count them all. Every single all person. Thousands of them. I mean, okay. can't think of any inspirational quotes. But <laughs> just well, um, mainly just, you know, if they want to meet us, yeah. try our coffee. Yeah, where are you? Like where could I go and you you said you've got some shelf space. Yeah, so we we have our website, we'll do free local deliveries. Oh okay. Roast on the weekend, ship it on Mondays, or you know you could always go to the Merchantile. Mm-hmm. We have our, our Guatemala currently on stock there um, in the shelf space, so you can buy it locally there. Yeah. Um, but if they want to meet us or try our coffee, you know we're gonna have our first pop up at Town Coffee Bar, um, hmm. February first, which is in like Old Town Scottsdale. Right. Uh, it's kind of like on um, Goldwater. Uh-huh. Um, down the street there. It's kind of like, if you know where Four Coffee's at, it's just a little bit further down the same street. Yes. At the very end of that work. Okay. I think it's called Drinkwater. Mm-hmm. But look them up, Town Coffee Bar. Um, you know, it's another, you know, shop in, in, in the area. So yeah, if you want to meet us, pick our brains. DM us on you know, IG. I'll respond. Shoot us a message. Yeah. yeah shoot. So February 1st. February 1st. Save the date. I'm excited. I don't oh. think I'm doing anything that day. Good. I think Lindsay and I were gonna go up to Sedona. Not anymore. Not anymore. I'm, go- I'm booked. <laughs> You're Sorry, <back>. babe. <laughs> you guys can grab a coffee then go. That's true. Yeah. Well.
Thank you guys for being my very first guest. Yeah, yeah thanks for letting us be your first guest. I uh, feel honored. Well, yeah. And then um, I'll see you in 100 episodes. Yeah, we'll Sweet. see you we'll in, next cool. week. I'm just kidding. <laughs> next week. Film I'm going to bust out 100 episodes. <laughs> We're good. All right. Uh, that is episode one zero zero one zero zero one of What's Brewing. And we'll see you all for the next episode. Henderson, out. Henderson, <laughs> 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 <laughs>